I want to continue with uh, our kingdom focus church. Amen. A KFC. Kingdom focus. And as uh, uh, missionary Williams were exhorting us, <clears throat> I kept saying, that's a fact, Jack. Amen. God is still blessing somebody right now. Matter of fact, when you think about it, your cup will run over now. <laughs> and that's a fact. Jack. Amen. Amen. This kingdom focused church, our unity. Uh, so let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4 uh, and uh, verses 4, 5, and 6. But I will read that. But I'll just be preaching from one word here. Boy, I mean the Spirit of God. That's, and that's why I'm preaching about the Spirit of God, man. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I know some of you Baptists like it, but the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Amen. Well, last Sunday when I was reading some of those Baptists doing well, I got to praise him with the dance. You go see. Some of you Baptists still need to learn how to dance sometimes. Amen. Just... Amen. You ain't got to do it here, but at home, you put on. Amen. Amen. You'll be surprised how you can shake off depression, shake off anger, <laughs> lifting up holy hands. Amen. Whatever God wants to do. This is a kingdom focused church. See, some people want to hold on to their hurt because some people love a lot of drama. And thank you, Sister Robert. Some people just want to be a victim all their lives. I was hurt. You know. That was 35 years ago. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but the Spirit won't let you stay in captivity. That's right. That's right here. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4, 5, and, and uh, 6. All right. And we'll just read out loud these three verses, but I want to focus on one. All right, let's read. There is one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. The grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. That fourth verse and that one word, there's one body. Preach to that last thing. I'm talk about one spirit. Amen. You may be seated. One spirit. Amen. And that's a fact. Jack. Amen. 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 Let us come in. That's that one, one spirit. And Dr. Gene Mims in his book states, in no more than 25 words, what exactly a kingdom-focused church is. Dr. Mims in his book, The Kingdom Fo in 25 words, he says, it is a church that exists to transform unbelievers 
into Christ-like believers and to mature these believers into kingdom multipliers of the message of Christ. Twenty-five. This is this is the kingdom-focused church. Somebody say kingdom-focused. This is what this is what we see. Saint James is not a daycare center. It is a discipleship center. And so the kingdom-focused church is a church that exists to transform unbelievers into Christ-like believers. And to mature those believers into kingdom multipliers of the message of Christ. What we're here to do. We are are not here just to feel good. But every sinner that's here, we after you. Say it again. We've set up a spiritual ambush for you. Because we want to see you come to know Christ. And that's a fact, Jack. Amen. That's a fact, Jack, is a statement that is true in the absolute sense. And we'll not even tolerate a discussion. Bill Murray in the movie Stripes, they said it. That's a fact, Jack. Uncle Willie on Duck Dynasty. Will say, and that's a fact, Jack. If anything eternal of eternal consequence is going to take place, it will take place as a result of the moving of the Spirit. Let me say that again. If anything of eternal consequences is going to take place, it will take place. Not through human effort, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to keep your Bibles open today. I want uh, Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 6. Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 6. If anything of eternal consequence is going to take place, it will take place as a result of the moving of the Spirit of God. Look what Zechariah says, what God says to Zerubbabel. Then in Zechariah chapter 4, that's in the Old Testament, and verse number 6, Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Holy Spirit is not a it. It's a he. And he is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is a person. Why in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, you, when Christians sin, we can grieve the spirit because he is a person. Jesus says in John 14, 16 and 17, he said, 
I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but he know him uh, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Oh, how we need the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Sister Missionary Williams, for uh, because without the Holy Ghost, going to church just become a drag. Where are you going? Going to church all Sunday morning. It's time for the choir to sing. You know. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that every day is a good day. <laughs> uh, we need the Spirit uh, to direct us concerning our Messiah. His name is Jesus. We need the Spirit to direct us in healthy marriages. If your marriage is a little stale, turn off Luther. You ain't got to put on Victoria's Secret. You and your husband get on your knees and ask God to fill y'all with the Holy Ghost. That'll help your marriage. And if you singles feel lonely, about to go crazy because you're alone, I'm alone, I'm alone. Pray and ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with your Holy Ghost. Make me aware of your kingdom purpose. We need the Holy Ghost in our, using our monies. We can't make it without the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I want to lift up four things. And that's a fact, Jack. Amen. You, you ain't going to stay married. That's why I get tickled. Y'all, some of you folks just hooking this thing up backwards, jumping into bed first, and then trying to hope they fall in love. <laughs> And then come to me, looking at me like I'm crazy. Because I tell you what the Bible, they look at me look. Amen. Amen. It take the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. That's why some of y'all marriages all dry. Amen. Because y'all trying to do it. You go on your knees the day after church. Get home and say, come here, girl. Come here, daddy. Amen. We might want to put on the choir singing. Say, get on, let's get on our knees. Let's ask God to help us. Well, bless his name. The spirit works. If you give him something to work with. Amen. Well, amen. Got real quiet. Some of y'all, amen. And then some of you singles, you need the Holy Ghost because you ain't ready for marriage. No way. That's the between marriage and having sex. Some of y'all you want to have sex with your little hot sale. That's all you want to do. The Holy Ghost will cool you down. Oh. Well, bless his name. Well, amen. A man will have sex with you. That mean he want to marry you and take care of you. You take the Holy Ghost. Well, bless. Hey. Been married to the same woman going on 47 years. You take the Holy Ghost. Because she get on my nerves, I get on her nerves. And when we get on each other's nerves, we get on our knees and help us, Jesus. Because I'm about to, oh, amen. Up, up in here. Up in here. The Spirit of God, amen. The Spirit of God, amen. Spirit of God. 
Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God, and that's a fact, Jack, the Spirit of God in creation. Somebody say in creation. I'm going to give you this outline this morning. In creation. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and, and 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 1. It's the Spirit of God in creation. Amen. In the Spirit of God in creation. Amen. Amen. Genesis 1 and 1. That's the first book in the Bible. Now, if you have a problem finding Genesis... I don't have any all out here with me. I'm just going to just get some car oil and pour on you. If you ever, <laughs> amen. If you struggle with Genesis, <laughs> so where Genesis? Where? I know it's here. <laughs> oh, bless his name. All right, well, bless the Lord. <laughs> Genesis 1. That's why a lot of folk don't bring that Bible. Look at Genesis 1 and 1. one and Genesis 1, 1 and 2. Look at this. In the beginning, God created the heavens, the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Last Sunday night when I got through preaching, had a brother come up to me from another fellowship talking about uh, Reverend, uh, God told about creation. You know, y'all know I tell people if you believe in evolution, the next time I'm at the zoo, I'll say hello to your cousins. And this and this fellow came up to me and said, uh, Pastor, uh, you might want to consider evolution. And I w- want to tell him, Listen, Doc, I've been to school. I know all the different theories. I know the gap theory. I know the day age theory. I know the big bang theory. But whoever will, God, if there was a bang, God started the bang. God created the heavens and the earth. That's the God of creating. That's why the Bible calls atheists fools. We try to be nice. You know, we try to dress stuff up so it'll sound better. But the Bible said the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. You have to be a fool to look at creation and say, it just happened. See, evolutionists believe that nothing plus nothing equals everything. <laughs> You'll get that on the way home. That what evolutionists believe. They, they believe, uh, they believe that nothing plus nothing equals everything. And Charles Darwin wrote his theory of evolution in the 19th century trying to prove the evolution of the white race over the black race. But the Bible says, in the beginning, God. James Wendell Johnson was wrong when he said he stepped out. No, he didn't step out nowhere. He just said, let there be. (laughs) Well, bless the Lord. Amen. And that's a fact, Jack. Now, all you evolutionists, I'll see you at the church. And when I go to the zoo, I'll take your cousin some peanuts this time. (laughs) Amen. If you think we just happened, amen. Now, God created this. Oh, God, I don't have time. Amen. Amen. God created this. And when you go back and do a little study, that's why you need to go do some reading. Don't just believe what you see on TV. Go do some reading and read the Bible. God, everything you see, every time I fly, when I see those clouds, I think about, I know the cloud maker. Well, yes, sir. 
and all these smart folk, you know, all the experts. You know what expert is? That's somebody unemployed under pressure. Expert. <laughs> Gonna have the unmitigated audacity talking about God didn't do it. <laughs> From everlasting to everlasting, he's God. You trying to figure out a God. Isaiah 55, what, 14 said, his thoughts are so far above our thoughts. I'm still trying to figure out how a black cow can eat green grass and give white milk. And you trying to understand an infinite God? Don't even bring me to an automobile. Don't even bring me to a TV. Don't bring me to my iPhone. How in the world? And you trying to understand God? But he's God of creation. And that's a fact. Jack, I know you matriculated HT and UT and all the other TTs. But the Bible says in creation, well, bless this name. Not only is he God and the spirit in creation, also the spirit in salvation. Somebody say salvation, the Holy Spirit in salvation. Go to John chapter 3. Go to John chapter 3. The spirit in salvation. John chapter 3 and verses 1 through 8. See, a whole lot of folk just never been saved. (laughs) That's the problem, a whole lot of folk. And that's why you better start asking people, are you saved? Amen. Have you been born again? When I came here for my pastoral interview, they were asking me questions, different questions, you know, you know, I said to myself, this is, this is elementary stuff. I'm, in a minute away, finally somebody asked me, are you saved? I said, now that's the question. Now that, that's the question. See, look at John chapter, you got it? John chapter 3, John in the New Testament. All right, here you go, right here, all right, look here, look here, look here, look here. Look here. There was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And he came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles except, uh, except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus just cut the chase. Got to be. Here's a religious leader. See, you can be religious and not saved. You can go to church every Sunday and not be saved. That's where I was. I was a member of four different denominations, a religious fellow, didn't drink, didn't smoke, and the list stopped there. But again, I didn't drink and didn't smoke. <laughs> Can't get too far down that list. But those, those first two, <laughs> didn't drink and didn't smoke, and that's where the list stopped. Can't go no further. <laughs> religious fellow. Amen. Never been arrested. Religious fellow. But lost. Nicodemus was the epitome of religiosity. Though Pharisee, they wrote five of the laws on the front of the robe and wrote other five on the back of that robe so you could see the law going and coming. <laughs> Jesus said to him, you must be. Then he said, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus speaking in the spiritual, Nicodemus here in the physical. We got to find out where people are saved before you start trying to minister to them. Where are you spiritually? 
The woman at the well, Jesus speaking in the spiritual, she hearing in the physical. I ain't got to, this, this well is deep. You trying to give me some water? Got to always find out what people are spiritually. He's he, he, he still talking about going to his mother's womb. Uh, a grown man, physical. A lot of these folk just spirit. That's why folk, you can say, let's go to the club, they'll go. Let's go to church. I don't feel like it. See, let's go to football game. Let's go to baseball game. Sit out in the hot sun. They ready. Let's go. Let's go to church. Uh, I, I got a headache. Jesus speaking spiritual, he hearing physical. See, that's why you got to find out. Look what Jesus said. And Jesus said, And verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it willeth, and thou hearest the sound of it, but canst not tell from where it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Water baptism won't save you. Speaking in tongue won't save you. Being anointed all won't save you. Washing your nasty feet won't save you. You got to be saved from above. The Holy Spirit got to be born. The Holy Spirit in salvation. And that's a fight. Jack. Spirit working right now. Some of you trying your best. Trying to be mad when you get to church. and Then some don't even come. Trying to find some excuse. I don't like. I don't like Reverend McClendon. You know. I don't like the church. I don't like. I don't like. I just gonna tell the truth. You just under conviction, and the Holy Ghost will do it. See, you can turn me off. When I get up to preach, some of y'all turn me off. What you do? You flip out your cell phone, your iPad. You ain't paying me, no, but you can't turn off the Holy Ghost. He'll wake you up in the middle of the night. He he he. He does it, not me. Amen. And uh, so the, uh, the spirit in creation, the spirit in salvation, and then the spirit in sanctification. When we get saved, uh, 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 the Holy Spirit, what brings us to Christ. That, amen. And then it's the Holy Spirit that starts sanctifying us. Go to Acts chapter 20. Acts 20 and verse number 32. See, because this old flesh... Will never be any better. <laughs> Amen. But it's the spirit that God start sanctifying us. Positionally, there's a positional sanctification. There's progressive sanctification. To be saved don't mean you're perfect. It means you've been forgiven. But it's the Holy Spirit that now start carrying on the process of sanctification. Setting us apart to be more like Jesus. Uh, Acts chapter uh, uh, 20, verse number 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and, and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them who are sanctified. See, so once you get saved, see, this old body ain't going to be no better. First Corinthians 15, we're going to get new bodies. You know, and that's what religion does. See, religion focuses on the outside. You know, you got to dress properly, look properly, do the, go to do all the right things. Christianity starts on the inside. 
See, man, the heart of man problem is he has a heart problem. <laughs> and Psalm 57, 7 says, my heart is fixed, see. And it's the spirit of God that sanctified, that saved me. And, and, and to be saved doesn't mean you're perfect. It means, that's why if you've been saved a while, there's some stuff you ought not still be doing. But you can't pay any attention to your flesh because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So as you stay saved, you ought not be cursing as much today as you did 20 years ago. You're being sanctified, you know. You ought not be listening to much stuff as you used to. You're being sanctified. Things I used to do, I don't do as much no more. <laughs> See, to be saved does not mean you become sinless, but you ought to be sinning less. Amen. You've been saved 40 years, still cursing folk out. <laughs> Amen. Talking about just pray for me. What comes up, come out. No, you may not be saved. And y'all say you need to be sanctified. You need it's the Holy Spirit. You got to. Some people don't want to give up. See, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Go to Hebrews chapter twelve. Let me see what comes up. Let me go. Go to Hebrews chapter twelve. See, go to Hebrews chapter twelve. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse number one. See a sanctification process. The second son in this month. I've been saved forty-five years. I'll not be doing what I. And I'm still in the club. Say, Pastor, but y'all know he's saved. Well, but he's in the club. That's not wrong. You still living contrary to the word of God. You may not have been saved. See, you can have a liver quiver. I've seen folk fall out. They ain't saved. Because I fell out. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. You're hoping they're going to let me out of church. And when I'm falling, I'm trying to look up under somebody's gift. Well, bless his name. <laughs> they don't mean all everything. They don't mean, I don't mean nothing. Amen. Wait a minute. The devil know how to put on. Amen. Amen. Well, look, look what he said. Look at uh, uh, Hebrews 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, let us lay aside Every weight and the sin which do so easily beset us, uh, let us and, and let us run with patience the race that is set before, looking unto Jesus. So when you get saved, the sanctifying process. See, people keep praying these prayer. Lord, take these cigarettes from me. Stop buying them. See. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Lord, help me in my drinking. Stop buying the beer. Lord, I'm having a problem lusting. Stop watching those triple X, 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 X. They got some 10 X's out now. X, X, X. You got to lay aside. I'm saved now, but the sanctification process, I got to lay aside. God ain't going to take it. You got to want to give it up, see. And once you fall in love with Jesus, you'll want to give it up, man. Amen. That's the sanctifying process. See, a lot of folk want to, you know, no, you may not be saved, but once you get saved and fall in love with Jesus, you'll give up everything. People talking about, I can't live without it. Yes, you can. 
Because you keep living long enough, a whole lot of stuff you're going to live without. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. Folks, about, I got to have it. Oh, you keep on living. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, bless his name. <laughs> I just got that. No, you keep living. Amen. There's a lot of stuff you're going to give up. Nature going to help. But if you sanctify, you got to, what is that you need to give up? Some people have a gossiping tongue. Some people have an unforgiving spirit. Some people have a jealous. What is it? I'm saved, but, you know, sanctification. Let's lay aside. Yeah, I mean, right? Y'all got your Bible open, Leo? What do you need to lay down? What do you need to? Huh? What, what do you need? Because you can't grow when there's blockage. You got to. And that's why, that's why I don't care how you try to rationalize. The Holy Ghost always brings truth to uh, expose his truth and the Holy Ghost said now you know that's wrong you know you can't be saved and still doing that and we try to justify well I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to the club to witness you lying I'm just trying to be a witness while I'm out there shaking my booty I'm, oh, you, just, you just need to be sanctified you need to keep on well, bless the Lord. That's in sanctification. And that's why don't be rough on these young saints who just get saved. That's why a lot of folk around the church trying to dress everybody. Look, think about how we were when we got saved. If y'all had seen me 45 years ago, man, I'm still using in the pulpit, pissed off. Oh, I just said it. I wasn't supposed to say it. I just said, you know, because I just come out of the world, man. I'm in the pulpit preaching, you know, because I just come out. Of, I was saved, but my language hadn't been sanctified. Amen. And my first deacon meeting, I almost had a fight with a deacon. I said, I'm just 22 years old, and he's going to tell me. I stood up and said, what you saying, man? That old Bill Wayne, because, see, I was being sanctified. I would, because I used to fight. I didn't like to fight. I was a lover. If I had to, I would fight. My brothers fought for me, but I didn't have my brother. So I just got saved, and I'd been saved two weeks, just two weeks, and, and some people came to me, told me about my pastor, talking about we, my pastor was an old man, talking about we need to get rid of him, and I cursed him out. Oh, I've been, somebody say, who's been sanctified? See, you've been, told me I cursed him out, because I used to curse. I just got saved early, because I could have waited, me and Lil Wayne could have had a time, boy, I could use Lil Wayne, so I'm you, put music to it, you son of a, Right, all right. I could be a millionaire. I could be living large. I could be making it rain, baby. All right, baby. I can't say, all right. Sanctify. So you got to lay aside. What do you need to lay aside? What do you? What do you? Got to lay it aside. Somebody say, lay it aside. Because you can't grow. Now, you, God ain't going to bless no mess. You can't grow. With sin in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, bless his name. And that's a fight. Jack. Let me get a fourth one and I'm finished. You know, not only, he's he, the spirit uh, in creation, salvation, sanctification. See, y'all, why y'all pray for brothers and sisters who still maybe say, but you still smell a little liquor on them on Sunday morning. Say. See, because if you don't drink, you can really smell it. See, I want. Chewing so much gum in church. They'll be chewing. Your breath ain't that bad, but you just got to drink it before you came in. You try. 
<laughs> trying to cover it up. We're we going to pray for you. We ain't going to throw you away. <laughs> we know you're being sanctified. Amen. Say, pray for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm still being sanctified. All right. Then, then, then fourthly is in the uh, uh, evangelization. See, we, we, he, 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 and that's a fact, John. See, in creation, salvation, sanctification, and evangelization. Go to Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And I'll finish up here this morning. Boy, I tell you what, man. Man, I, I just thank God for the Spirit of God. Man, I thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Man. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. You get a chance. Because our theme is kingdom business. You, you know, look what he said. Look what Jesus said. Because they were concerned about trying to reestablish David's kingdom. Look what Jesus said. Verse number seven. He, he told me, none of your business. Sometimes you got to tell people, that's not in your business, really. You know, some of y'all worry about too much, not in your business. Amen. But here's what you need to be focused on. Look what Jesus said. Because they said, because verse, verse six, they said, when thou, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Jesus, verse seven, said, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times nor the season, see, which the the Father hath put in His own power. See, some of y'all spend too much time worrying about other folk. Well, what God, what they doing? They're looking. Checking them out on Facebook. What are they doing? What are they? See, you know, you know, some stuff ain't on your business, you know. But here, verse 8, here where our business is. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in, into Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Evangelism. evangelism is the lifeblood of a church. Evangelism means to the church what romance means to a marriage. I don't care how long you've been married, start hugging and kissing again. I don't care how long you've been at church, start witnessing again. Uh, when, we, when we are commissioned by Christ to tell the world about him. And the average believer don't share their faith. That's why some of you are not growing because you are not sharing your faith. That's why some of you look like you run down, no power, no energy because you are not doing what Jesus told us to do. Be a witness. That's what he told us to do. He didn't call us to be no bank. He didn't call us to have the biggest building. He called us to be a witness. Ye shall receive power. And the purpose of that power is not just to feel good on Sunday morning. We feel good, but then we go tell others about him. Yes, sir. When I, when I travel, sometimes I have to ask the attendant at the airport, point me in the right direction. For the gate I need to get on to get to my plane. And like the attendant, every Christian should be able to point lost people in the direction of the Savior. <laughs> you ought to be It's a saying that so many people in church have never shared. You ought to be able because guess what? They're not coming here 
the hardcore sinner ain't going to come here on Sunday morning. The devil don't stop them. They don't want to come. They seen us. They don't want to come. So you got to be to tell them where they are about Jesus. That's why you want to see. Thank you, uh, missionary William. I just thought tagged to that this morning. Mission. You you said it right. When we build our other church, I mean we, I mean I mean there's almost two million people in Austin. Oh bless his name. Almost two million people. Listen, there are folk who need to hear the gospel. The special session ain't gonna do it. They down there fussing about who going where we gonna go use the restroom. They ain't think about nobody being saved. We are the only one called and commissioned by God. Regardless of your age, your ethnicity, your size, your educational status, it doesn't matter with Jesus. You're supposed to be pointing people to Christ. How, how to reach the masses. Men of every birth. For an answer, Jesus Gave the key. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men under me. All the world is hungry for the living bread. Lift the Savior up for them to see. Trust him and do not doubt the words that he said. How draw all men under me. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift the Savior up until he speaks from eternity. He said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men under me. And that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> that's a fact, Jane. I dare you to lift him up with your pseudo-sophisticated, worried, broke self. I dare you to lift him up in your depressed state. I dare you to lift him up and watch him start drawing. I'm glad I went to those old churches. One, I lost in all of them, but they all of them lifted up Jesus. And I dare you, I dare you in the midst of your ethos, in the midst of your paradigm, in the midst of your loneliness, in the midst of your depression, I dare you to lift up Jesus. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he does the drawing. Ain't too much to McClendon, ain't too much to St. James. But when you lift up Jesus, dying men who are hungry for the living bread will say, I'm hungry. And that's all evangelism is. One beggar telling another beggar where to find some bread. And that's a fact, Jay. And he's coming back again. And that's a fact, Jack.